And good evening, boys. Welcome to our big desk for league teams as we act as crash test dummies for Ruzi's next role as football director at Collingwood in 2018. Ooh. What would you like to say to the... Oh, so not, up. So so not, not coaching. coaching. Straight, straight above the coach. Straight over. Yeah, That's like what we're hearing. Waikiki Whalers, mate. That's about it. <laughs> so you're ruling it out. Yeah, absolutely. At this stage, he's ruling it out. <laughs> Listen, this because you two had a love piss around the tan today. Oh, here we go. Don't turn this on to us. We're holding hands on. around the tan. Well, I'm in That's need it. of friends at the moment, so I'll just grab two. <laughs> <laughs> just drifted the Jono. What does, what what does you at this know? stage mean? Johnny won't speak to me. At this, well, I just, I'm honest, mate. I was honest. Uh, how long ago? It seems forever. Three years ago, I will be heading to Hawaii on September the 30th. Flight's booked. But you yeah. did that back, year you back took for a three season train job. October 3rd. No, uh, no, I didn't. I was over there for a little while, not for yeah. three months. Anyway, let's so get definitely on the line. Oh. So definitely not. Definitely not. Right Which role are you talking about now? <laughs> are you going to work for Collingwood next year at all? Okay, right No, no, no. Uh, or if you go, are we a sneaky chance of coming with <laughs> While you're chatting there, Ruzi, take us through Adelaide and Sydney, the ins and outs, please. Well, uh, nothing for the Crows, so unchanged as you'd think after last week. And, yeah, Joey Kennedy, a big in back in for the Sydney Swans. Uh, Nick Newman out. So I guess the, the thing with the Swans is I thought Tippett last week was a lot better, um, but you've got Kibbit, Tippett, Franklin, Reed, Callum Sinclair, but it is it is a, um, a forward line that John Longmire tends to go with. He likes to have that bailout kick, but I must admit I, I did think Kurt looked a lot better last week, a lot sharper. It didn't didn't dominate, but certainly looked a, a lot better. Well, I suppose his intent was there. Most tackles he's ever had. I think it was most marks he's had for a couple of seasons. Most goals for the year seemed to get around the, the ground pretty well. So I mean, at his best, we know he can mark. So if he physically looks like he's up up to it, and I think he can hold his spot in the team. And and Reed plays that forward role. I mean, interested in your thoughts on on Reed. Is his best role almost like is he Tom Lynch of Adelaide type? Is he getting up the ground? You know what, it's funny, he's almost like the, and I say this with due respect, as a third forward, he's almost one of the best in the competition. Mm. I don't think yeah. he's got the size and capabilities, but when you've got Tippett there um, or Sinclair and you've got Buddy Franklin, he generally gets the third defender. Yeah. Probably the best way he plays, he's not really high. Last week, Buddy got really high, got outside 50. I reckon they can get away with that when Tippett's there or Sinclair's there. And then Reed tends to get a little bit of a mismatch and reads the ball really well in the air. But he marks it. Higher High. off the ground than, than the other two, notwithstanding Tibbet's 202 yeah. centimetres. And I think that's why they complement each other a bit because Buddy, we know Buddy's not a great mark, but Buddy can get on his bike. And I reckon Reed is, is almost the best in the comp at reading his teammates' engagement with his defender yeah. and then flies over the top. Because often Plus, his defender will go and try and help out and he'll slide in front and go for the mark. Plus, he's important defensively if they need to roll yeah, one roll back, back to help protect. Yep. And he did it a couple of weeks ago against Geelong really well yep. when they started to come back into their contest. Reed was the one, went back, played behind and controlled things in the air yep. uh, that night as well. So that's why he's important for that flexibility. If it's not working with the three tall forwards, he can roll to other and areas. And the best example of that, I think he was very good. Western Bulldogs, second half of the SCG. Mm. He's worked forward. He'd spent a little bit of time back, but I think took about 10 or 11 marks yeah. in the second half and really... Ended the game. How does it work? We've got the number one offence attacking team in Adelaide Crows up against the best defence in Sydney, capable of withstanding, well, the ball living in their defensive half of the ground. Whoever wins this, is, that, is it as simple as saying whoever wins that battle wins the match? 
I think it's whoever wins. The contest is really important. We've seen that this year. That's why Sydney have got back to their best around the ball. And I think, uh, what were they, Adelaide against Collingwood, minus 50 contested ball. So yep. in their wins, they've been very good. I reckon both coaches would be going in saying, guys, we really need to concentrate around the football. And I think whoever wins that, probably the difference to them, finding from your comment, is you can't dump it in against mm. Sydney. You know, if you just keep dumping it in, they're the best team at one-on-one defence and they're the best team at defending their entries. Adelaide, I think, have got... Yeah, yeah, they are. But what they're coming up, I think, is the best combination of of speed, connection and height in the Adelaide Crows from a a forward point of view. We know the speed that they've got at ground level and the class that goes with that with Eddie Betts. Obviously, the connection with with Tommy Lynch and McGovern, who can sort of, you know, work that uh, role together. And then you've got Walker and Jenkins. So that's the challenge there. And I don't know whether Sydney's defence will... We'll hold up to that. I reckon the, the confidence that, that um, Adelaide have got, we had Josh Jenkins on the radio, and I thought it was fascinating. When, when Adelaide, uh, when Essendon kicked the three goals in the row, we asked him about it, and his comment was that the confidence that the coaches have in the group and the confidence they have in each other, they didn't really change anything. I, I reckon it's really important because sometimes, you know, we hear commentators or even coaches in the coach, oh, what do we need to change? What do we need to change? And what he said was, we just backed each other in. And you can still see they started high forwards. They didn't have even numbers for the ball. But these were the next three centre clearances out of the, the centre breaks mm. after Essendon had kicked the three goals. Didn't panic. You can see the, the high half forwards coming off the, the wing again. And I, lo- I like that because sometimes, sometimes as a good team, you just, as a coach, let them play. So is that the thing? So you... you concede three goals, it's not just lockdown, defend. You still need to score to put pressure on the opposition. Well, I think so it's more around confidence in your own system. Because, yeah. obviously, you're playing a high standard. You're playing AFL football. And Essendon have been in good form. And what Josh was saying is, well, we were, we were confident. You go back to the centre bounce, yeah, whoever your midfield three is, they get in the right spots. You, you're relying on your ruckman to hit the ball to the right spot. And we're going to say, no, we're not going to panic. And that was the result of that. And they, I think they might have kicked six of the next seven or something like that. So you can see the confidence they have. They're going to be put to the test, obviously, when is, this week. And we all have seen it. When is enough when you go, nah, now we do hit the button? Is it three? Is it four? Is it five goals in a row? I think it's depending on opposition, depending on, and a bit of it's around mindset, how, how the other teams scored. I mean, if it's a talent-based score, like a Joe Danaher contested mark or a Paddy Dangerfield zipping it's out of the... not much you can do. Yeah, it's not a lot yeah. you can do. Mm. If it's a system breakdown, then you've got to start to say, look, we're in a little bit of trouble change here, something. boys. Let's change something up. Tell you what, speaking, sticking with um, this game, Mark McVeigh, Mark McVeigh, Jared McVeigh, talk about uh, system breakdowns early in the season. He missed a yeah. big chunk of games, come back for a couple... I mean, he's formed since he's returned again. And since round 15, I mean, he's averaging 21. He's going at 87%. Most of that stuff is uncontested. But here, where they're under enormous amount of pressure in their defensive 50, quick handballs, get out, and he hits the target. He's critical to the system on this team. I I know they only played the the Brisbane Lions when they were not good at all. I know they're still on the bottom, but they've improved remarkably. Um, that day at Sydney, Sydney was six and zip. McVeigh came into the team and he had it 13 times yeah, for yeah. the day. But he just hit it, lace out mm. and put players into space. And the whole thing had a different look to it, notwithstanding, as I said, they were playing the bottom team. No, they were the bottom team at that stage. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, but they had a completely different look about them coming out of the back. You know what he does, Graham? He changes the tempo of the game. And he's one of those players that says, give it to me. That, that kick's a classic example. Yeah. Like, he was running at 100% last week. 
Wind, things are flying around him. Two, two, three, four handballs. Bang, he hits you out into space. And everyone goes, oh, deep breath. And then the next kick's the one that gets you in the real And real he could be matched offense. up on Richie Douglas this yeah. week, who has uh, played quite well for Adelaide. He's going in the midfield a little bit more. He is he playing a little him. bit. I try and kiss him. <laughs> I'll put the wind up in. Oh, I think it would. <laughs> <laughs> Richie Douglas should try and kiss McVady. Correct. He's yeah, been a go. good player. Yeah, he's he has been. He's yeah. coming up for a game in 216. Yep. I mean, he's, he's the best and fairest winner. May have yeah. been All-Australian squad. But he's been a consistent performer that I think sort of sneaks under the guard for non-South Australian uh, watchers of footy. But he's a classy player. Good, solid mover, great skills. And we've seen him push forward, kick, I think, four goals about yeah, so six uh, weeks ago Geelong, when Riley Knight yeah, went in to tag. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, but he can play wing and, uh, and uses the ball so well. He's a great asset for that club. Let's have a look at the GWS and the West Coast. The Giants have made four changes. Mumford, Dev Smith... Adam Tomlinson and Jeremy Cameron come in. Who's, Begins. who's out? Stevie J, Dawson Simpson, Himmelberg and Kennedy. And the Eagles have made two changes. Hill and Barras come in. Wellingham and Nelson omitted. Interesting to see last week the way the GWS played. You know, they were loaded up with tall players in the forward line. Dawson Simpson comes in rather than put yeah. Lobb into the ruck. Yep. And that allowed uh, Lobb to play deep. And you look at this. There's no leading. There's no flat balls going in there. They're dropping from a steep height, so they just literally outreached their opponents above above head. Yeah, and I think, I reckon, I mean, Patton and Lobb are good contested marks, but I reckon as much as that, Jono, was the lack of players to play on them yeah, against, definitely. you know, the, the poor... Um, um, yeah, Lewis Young. Cordy and, Cordy and Lewis Young. I mean, they're just the they just under the There's uh, the other boy... Um, Roberts. Fletcher Roberts. Couldn't Fletcher Roberts still yeah. trying to he find his way back, and back through. Yeah. Got a game? Yeah, I know, but still unfortunately got to be he might, might be informed to, yeah. to be able to, to do that. And, and you're right, it was, it was a dangerous kick um, and it put them under pressure. So will West Coast be able to handle a, a kick like that? Will we wait and see? But, but really, they'll be sitting there now, West Coast, going, oh, why ask the changes that GWS have got, yeah, got yeah, coming no. in? They'll go, oh, we want to play the best team. At this stage, with them fighting for a final spot, they wouldn't right. like those four players out. You want a better chance. How much, <laughs> yeah. how much of a weapon can Deledio be? I know he's come in and he's played predominantly forward, which have I think... You, have you seen his first couple of games? Well, I, I reckon it's a case, because we sort of question maybe a little bit around his, but he's got through the two now. Mm. I'm looking this week... At, at him to play. I think he's been okay, but I, I think the thing, I reckon they, they got him as a forward, but I wonder at times where he can be a really good weapon off half-back. Was like, it his best footy at Richmond about three years ago off yep. half-back when yep. we were thinking, where should he play? But he, he found himself it's half-back like he's changed using his running, the ball really like he's well. he's changed his running technique, though, in terms of he looks like he's more on his heels, like sitting back when he's running. I don't know whether that's a protection thing for the Achilles issues he's had for some time, but he just doesn't seem yeah. to have that consistent burst that, that we're used to. So uh, from me looking at him, and he's a star, but I just think he's he's off in that area where we just haven't seen yeah, him you know, break through weeks. or hit front and square. He's had two weeks. Yeah, he's had two weeks. So and from I, now we need to start yeah, seeing him. I reckon he's scratched yep. out a reasonable two weeks for the amount of time he's been out. He's got two more games yeah, to absolutely just go that way, mm. and I think he'll be invaluable yep. to them. Let's go to the touchscreen, because I think the big thing for the GWS is, is Kennedy. 
I mean, Kennedy, we know, is an absolute star. So we want to just yeah. go through some matchups, Jono, and talk about. You think Davis will be the one that sort of goes to it's an goes easy to yeah, yeah. yeah. picks himself away. on him. Yep. Yep. So now you're looking at the the other two tools of Petrie and Darling, uh, Tomlinson, and also Core will cover those two. Three and Tomlinson, but the Darling. whoever you think's going to run more, that's who you go Tomlinson. Yeah, on. he's your okay. he's your runner and, yep. and lockdown. He's down. such a good athlete, yeah. Tomlinson. Core will then play on. On Petrie, yep. who's got good reach core, he's 196 himself. And then you... I mean, these are interchangeable, sure, and Wilson, aren't yeah. they? They're well, Haynes running... is your roll-off player. Yeah, he's he's an intercept, intercept marker. So whoever's going to vacate probably the forward line... He's a little bit of Redden or maybe a high half-forward because he's mm. the one that's going to roll off, isn't he, to yep. drop in front there. So Correct. he might take one of the, the highs. The only thing with that also is he, he may have to flick over it because if Yo starts to mark it yeah. and is a, is a presence in the air... Then Haynes may need to I go over sure and, and lock, there, lock John, him away. And then Wilson goes back Locks here. Back. Cripps, I mean, Cripps is the goal kicker. He's probably the one that's the most dangerous of the smalls, isn't he? It's the paciest. Yeah, the paciest. And they'll, they'll want pressure on, on Wilson coming out. So Cripps is the one to, to produce that. If he gets ball, he's under pressure ball, not as effective. He but Haynes is super with his pressure. Haynes the 18 key months term. ago, Cripps. Yeah. And he stopped doing it mm. to the level that they want. Yep. He's got to switch on again for that. Haynes the key to stopping Kennedy, though. Yeah, he'll peel off. So Davis will play him from behind. And he'll concede the short lead-up. So he'll be relying on Haynes and Shaw, even, who's very smart, to try and chip in and take away that short lead-up uh, ball coming forward. And Darwin's actually having a, a pretty good stint over the last half dozen weeks. actually? Well, I think I reckon Darwin's one of those players over the last three or four years. We've all looked, waiting for him to take that jump from a, a reasonable player to an elite player. He's shown some really good signs just with his assists. The last month's been good. Yeah, he, his goals. So I think he, he obviously is not going to be the major focus, but he can play a significant role in the game. Cats and the Magpies next. Let's have a break, boys. Back, boys. Collingwood take on Geelong. Jono, you have the changes, the ins and outs. Boys. I have. Uh, we look at the Cats and Duncan and Wiley Buzzer come back into the side for Stanley, who's no. out injured. And That's right up minute. there with Jackson Crabb <laughs> as one of the great <laughs> names. <we've> Austin. <laughs> and Austin McCrabb. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And for Collingwood, uh, Broom, Broomhead, another great name. Smith, one of the best names out there. And Dacos uh, back into the side for Goldsack out with uh, General Saunas for Solo and Dagoe. So what? some big outs there yeah, for, outs. Yeah, for the Pies. Yeah, general soreness. But when you look at that, and we know their record over the last three versus the Cats, where they've been able to take victory, they're big outs for the Pies. Um, last week, though, they just tried to kick it around. And, and in the end, I think from a, a Port Adelaide point of view, they just closed up that final one. And then they just they just can't handle it consistently, Collingwood. Like they can get the first couple away, you come up and man yeah, up yeah. the mark with a bit of intent. The last one they just seem to, so they to struggle with. Enough. Yeah, and it just it just seemed like a, a style, don't know when to go, style that's not lasting, you know. They don't know when to go. Like the great teams that have done that, like Hawthorne in their heyday, they two, go three years ago. Yeah. Two, three, even after the third kick, if the moment's there to explode and go, they they mm, went. That's right. If it's there after the first kick, they explode and go. It might take six or seven, but they had the skills to do that. Collingwood, 
don't know when to explode and go and hit it into the forward line at express mm. pace. They came, seem to think they can do that pretty well all down the field and it just... They get bottled. Yep. At times, they've done it well. I think round three against Sydney. Sydney yeah, yeah they, yep. they, they used a lot of uncontested marks. But that was pure denial. That they, they didn't really get it all quick, that far forward. But when they had, had an opportunity... Yeah, they just denied Sydney yeah. the ball. And so they couldn't get it back to do anything. They so how many other it. times then... I know it's hard off the top of your head, Lynchy, but from what you've seen this year... Have they consistently done it well? That's that's no, they haven't that's done it the well. Point. Uh, I think actually you mentioned the last three games against Geelong, they've won. I think that's right. Yeah, they yeah. have. Um, they've had over a hundred marks on each of those mm. occasions. So they're playing that style of game and executing really well. So it's a style that works against Geelong. We've seen it work spasmodically. Didn't work last week. Worked against the uh, the, um, the Swans. There is no doubt they're going to use that same sort of style, but they've got to pull that trigger. Yeah. So hit the one on the 45, 30 metres into the corridor. That's when you've got to have your leader in, and the player in the middle of the ground who knows when to make it happen. Right. Mason Cox uh, up against Zach Smith. How did you see, see big Meso last week? He got his hands on it. Yeah, I thought he was o- yeah, I thought he was OK. He competed pretty well. I was super impressed with Zach Smith, though, because yep. when Geelong lost Stanley, Zach Smith had to play the entire fourth quarter, one out, and did a great job for, for his club. So I th- you'd think in terms of pure, obviously, football talent, his work rate around the ground, that Zach Smith should take the advantage uh, here. He won't be sort of too shy to get up into, into Mason Cox. But in saying that, he got a number of hit-outs last week that were quite effective, Mason. And, and I think that that type of role suits him better in terms of what Collingwood may be trying to achieve with him as a, as a player for the future. And I yeah. think well, he, he's performed well over a number of weeks in the, resu- in, I mean, saying the reserves, mm. but as a, as a genuine ruckman, I, he'll find it tough. I mean, his he's asset probably is drifting forward and still taking a, a few catches, where Zach Smith's not going to really do that. I thought what happened last week actually works for Zach Smith. Mm. He's an elite runner. So if he can be out there and just grind his opponent into the dirt, I think that's I think the best stage for it's a great education for, for Mason Cox. I mean, it's very hard to come in as a an international player from America and play forward. The international players have come have generally been you know, Jimmy Steins, mm. Ty Canelli down yep. the back end. So I think it's a great opportunity for him. Cam Guthrie's one for me. That mm. If you're looking for you know, Geelong, how are they going to jump up from prelim to last year? They got Selwood out. I, I think he's the one for me that's a bit of a wild card. He's been lost a little bit, went to half back. Uh, out of necessity, played on the Riolis and the small forwards, gone to half forward. I like him back in the midfield. And we see the way here he played on Dustin Martin, just just behind him. You, you talk about the good run with players, the Cameron Lings, the Brett Kirks. They generally get in behind players and they don't give them anywhere to go. They force them underneath and then all of a sudden they've got on their back shoulder on the back and they can control where they go here. So I thought I thought Guthrie's effort... Not afraid to win the ball either, though. And that's what yep. those guys, especially um, especially Lingy in some way, still managed to find yep. a fair bit of footy to put pressure back on the midfielder that they were responsible for. Yeah, just before you move on, why, why did they move him back? I think they felt that they didn't have that real speed, speed and run and lockdown. Pace. I mean, at that stage, Buse was sort of struggling. They were getting beaten yeah. a lot by... They're better now down back so on the smalls. So there was Buse and Ruggles were looking to, to yeah, guard that. Okay. I think that's why Guthrie went back there. But I, I think he's a natural midfielder. Mm-hmm. And there is an opportunity now. Obviously, Selwood, mm-hmm. with his tackling, is another option through there. He's been good. But I don't mind Guthrie. If you want a two-way running midfielder that can shut down, John, like you said... He's a player against midfielder, isn't he? Yeah. Rather than someone who 
just wanders off and yeah. finds a footy. He plays against somebody. Starting point. Yeah, he yeah. does. Good yeah. starting points. Yeah. Ben Reid, for me, is the other interesting one from a Collingwood point of view, isn't he? We had, we had this debate some weeks ago when Mason Cox actually got a game ahead of him. We couldn't so if understand. you were coaching, if you maybe were coaching Collingwood, you wouldn't have dropped him? <laughs> Well, I just think I saw him against the Giants when I think it was the first week they put Ben Reid forward some 10 weeks ago, I want to say. Yep. And I thought their forward line, he got injured in that game in the second half. I thought their forward line looked much more functional with him forward because it takes the pressure off Darcy Moore. Yeah, and, and Reid, whilst he's not, I don't think he's set the world on fire in, in terms of numbers. He hasn't got you know, 15 to 20 possessions and he hasn't kicked five and six goals. But his ability to get to the... He's a bit Harry Taylor-like, where he gets to the right position at times and he, and he makes good decisions. And he's generally a pretty good kick. What you said before when we were talking about Sydney Swans, it gives you the option for the bailout kick. You cannot have a bailout kick going to Darcy Moore because he's not a sit-under-the-ball type nah. of forward. So you can bail out to Ben Reid. And, like, right, over the last six weeks, like he's kicked his 12 goals, but been a good reference point where he won't get outmarked, make a predictable drop zone for the smaller forwards. Been he... Good. Also, uh, with Harry Taylor playing uh, up there last week against, uh, sorry, with the um, with the Cats, he's got to come up against Rance, and that's a really interesting one to look at. Uh, last week, the way he played against Rance, as we yep. move on to Fremantle and Richmond, uh, whoever plays against Rance and has done well seems to be that really tall, long-reaching. Six foot five type yeah. player who plays Rance from behind. Is that what you saw last week? Yeah, well, look, if you're looking, if, you, if you're a Frio player, whether that's a Cam McCarthy or a Kirsten or someone like that, you are looking at the way Harry Taylor played because we all, we all love, there's no doubt Rance is the best defender Super. in the competition, but he's not the best one on one defender in the competition. I believe it's Heath Grundy, Dane Rampey. And this is the weakness here. The weakness is if you can body him up, early body work on him. Or if you can play him from behind, you can see here, he does get a little bit lost when he's in front rants. He loves to get a run at it. He loves to come from the side and he loves to come from over the top. So if you are a McCarthy or Kirsten or someone looking to play, you want to try and get in behind him and yep. you want to keep in line with the ball the whole day. You don't want to lead laterally and allow rants to engage your your teammate and get over the cross and, and help third the, man up. The difference with Harry Taylor played on him a fair bit. He's a he was a physical defender. Did yeah. a lot of work early on you. Wasn't afraid to push out of position, get physical with you, just to obviously protect his game. It seemed like that last week against Rance. He was doing a lot of work early. So has has Kirsten that ability? Is he thinking that way to do work early? Or is he just trying to read the ball? Does McCarthy just just read the ball, which well, which, 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 will bring, which will play straight into the yeah, yeah, That'll play into Rance's hands. And Tabernard's the same. So they probably don't have a forward. But but if you're Ross Lyon, and, and it's a great education to, to sort of say to whoever that player is, stay at home. Don't lead. Let the yep. other guys lead. You almost play... And or this is, is Harry's could advantage. Send, could you send Mundy to, to Rance, potentially? Mundy's, Mundy's smart. Mundy's actually a good body player. I mean, he's I know proven he's to be really smart this year, hasn't What's he? That? He's yeah. proven to be really he smart has. on occasions this year. And Mundy. he's 6'4". Yeah, Mundy. that's he's, right. He's actually quite and big. And he draws the ball. Yeah. You know, and he can kick goals. So, I think, yeah, play, play deep. If you get the chance to put some body pressure on so he can't get over to intercept, as he does so well, I think uh, that's a... a Real focal point for the Fremantle forwards. So let's have a look at the ins and outs. The Tigers, Jacob Townsend, Lennon, Markov and Graham come in. Caddy, at this point in time, has been named as the one out with the hamstring. With the Dockers, out is Lockie Neal with a knee. That's going to hurt. Yep. Newis, 
Yep. Is that right? Yes. He's played nowhere near. Yeah. He kicked four the other week. <laughs> yeah. Sheridan Crozier and Harley Vanell. What are we expecting to see? From Harley. Look, okay, you, you had a couple of years on the sidelines there. What did you expect out of yourself <laughs> when you came back? The day oh, when you came back, been... we played them, right? And I thought he'd slept for two years. He's going to be this skinny man. And he came out as big as I've ever seen. Yeah, because he was like, oh, my God. I saw him eat a box of Ferrero Rocher's one night. I did. I actually did. Single-handedly. Hey, is that Rocher or Ferrero Rocher? Well, I'm just <laughs> the apple, the apple. What are you? Just, You're like an English teacher on this show. I'm just trying to work you out, mate. That's well, all. I think we, <laughs> go on. As with me when I was asleep for three years. Oh, I think you've got, you got to be patient. But the thing is, like, <laughs> when mean, you're asleep, you've got to be patient. <laughs> no, after, when you come back. Yeah. I, mean, I mean, the last time he played was, what, uh, end of 2015? It's a good story. It's a good story. 2016. Yeah. Well, what are you expecting? I'm expecting um, 21 touches... Class. He's a classy player. It was only six games ago that he played. It was two years ago. But he had 39 touches against six Adelaide. Goals, no he? doubt about it. Oh, he had six goals. Six goals against so Geelong, didn't he? Yeah, that was, I think, earlier yeah. at Metricon. Yeah. But uh, he had 39. Mate, I mean, if he, he can do the warm-up around the square and not pull his calf, we'll be happy. I think oh, you're that's right. the main Just thing. get out there. Yeah, yeah. But that's what we can expect. He's not going to put on a clinic or anything no. like that. But he's 12 touches. All class. He'll be happy. And that's what they want to get him yeah. through. Give him the confidence to get to pre-season in one piece. It's a rise in agility endurance, top-end speed, like all those yeah. things that to go from waffle yeah. to AFL is significant. No wonder so I whether or not his body holds up to that, he's just got to get through. He's just got to get through. It's yep. great yep. for him to pull the jumper on, get out in the ground, run around with his teammates. Ferreira? Rocher. Rocher. Yeah. <laughs> no wonder I only come on every couple of weeks and just get a whack every time. Sleep. Sorry, mate. Your life, you've got to live with it. Dirty Rotten Bombers are up next and you can talk about yeah. them. Too. Rightio, all right. <laughs> Had a very interesting ad break on how to pronounce certain chocolates. <laughs> well, Ferrero Rocher's, it was a two-stacker as well. I had the bo it was a box of 24. Yeah, oh, box of 24. <laughs> it was a two-stacker. Yeah, it was. It was huge. It was ridiculous. Felt crook after it. Jono's gone to the spell check on no, Google. No, I didn't. Yeah, I just want did. to make sure that no, you were wrong again. Yeah. <laughs> we, we better make sure that we're all over this game. Gold Coast to Essendon, Metric on Saturday night. Now, there's half a dozen changes for both teams. Um, and... Probably look at the big ones. Merritt comes in for Essendon. Some of the outs, Watson's managed. Hurley's at one of the yeah. omissions. Uh, Collier's out as well. Lewenberger. Uh, the ins, Hanley, Hallahan, Brooksby, Lonigan, Leslie, Farini um, for the Gold Coast. And Curry goes out. He was good last week, Curry. He's got a foot injury. Lyons goes out with an ankle injury. He only had one week back. And so it's a, uh, a massive change Hurley on the Gold Coast. Hurley with a calf. Yeah, and their back line does need a little bit of a hand down there. Yeah. I mean, the thing with this game is, at their best, the Gold Coast, I, I would really be looking forward to this because the Bombers have really struggled to defend out of their back 50. Like, what? it's coast-to-coast -coast stuff there. And the Gold Coast probably were one of the best teams at doing it in yeah, the first exactly. half of the season. What? So, but... Are they a chance at all, Al, to cause an upset? Well, there's some big outs, obviously, for, yeah. for Essendon. It, it is going to be tough for the Gold Coast. And I think the Gold Coast, as you said, and last week we expected they'd come out, new coach has been a, uh, uh, an ordinary week at the club with Rocket getting the flick. Um, their first quarter was just what you expected. Yeah. Brisbane were terrible. Um, Gold Coast were fantastic. They had 24 and a half tackles 
in the, in, the, in the first half, they had five for the rest of the game. Mm. They just dropped away. And so that was extremely mm. disappointing. You said about, you know, the ability of the Suns to rebound out of their D50 and, and score. They and were, its best is good. Yeah, for mm. most of the season, they've been very yeah. good. And that's on the back of Saad, Harbrow. Yeah. You know, Hall gets back there as well. The last month, they slipped to 13. So they're really struggling. Also, talking at the other end, Essendon trying to run out of defence as well. They just don't tackle in their forward half no. consistently. Um, and they should be. Be able to do. They've got some blokes who are pretty yeah, fleet Just want to ask you a quick question. With, with Solly coaching against the Bombers in his own right for the first time, when you came up against teams you were associated with, did you find a bit extra as coach? Oh, not really. People sort of thought that. But but more, I think Solly would just be wanting to consolidate a bit, be, be picking one or two things out of their game style. I think he was really vocal about around the ball. I don't know. I didn't see that game live. How were they around the footy? I think that's the good, biggest the, thing they were really good early. concentrating on. The thing is, with, with Solly last week, that average games of 59, uh, they've used 42 yeah, players. Yeah. Oh, I can't calculate what the average age is. Uh, uh, well, they've got week. another six ins and outs. It's, a, it's yeah, very so hard massive, work. Massive yeah. turnover. So it is tough, but uh, last week they had five of their best six players in the grandstand and probably looks like they've got yeah. about four of those uh, still in the grandstand. So it is tough, but they've got to sustain that good period that they showed last week. Rosie, Melbourne take on Brisbane. Yeah, Sunday game, so it's uh, it's picked from. So Viney, Jack Viney out. Big, big out with, with the foot. Yeah. So he's been in the, the boot all week. Uh, Ken, you know, Kennedy Hogan. He's been named in the extended bench, so that's a great sign. There's some vision of him training during the week, and he actually looked particularly good. So, you know, hopefully for the Melbourne fans, that's he'll great. play Billy Stretch, Corey Maynard, Cox out for uh, for the Lions, Cutler, Skinner, Keys, and Witherden, the ones that uh, are coming in on the bench. One person that I was super impressed, and there was a couple um, actually with the D's last week, but uh, Cam Pedersen. Now, you've obviously uh, coached him. He's for most of his career over seven uh, years, he looks like a, a, a spare parts player. When needed, sort of break yep. the glass, bring him in. He did a great job early in the season when Gorney was on the sidelines. What he did forward and into the midfield was a, was almost elite on the weekend. The second stringers with Melbourne lost nothing with Pedersen in the ruck, and he looked dangerous forward. He had 26 disposals, which is a PB. I think he's played 70 or 80 games now, yep. but he was very good. How tall is he? Uh, he six four and a bit. He's not super tall for a ruckman, but no, he's no. a big size key position player. Look, I think the biggest thing, if you look at what Cam Pedersen, Cam Pedersen comes in, Tom McDonald then goes to centre-half back. The, I was talking to someone a bit today about Melbourne. They're probably 18th, 19th player to their 30th players. Not a big difference. Yeah. So that's why they've been able to cope really well with injuries. You've got Frost... Watts and Salem that are going back to the mm. seconds. Yeah, so all of a sudden you've got players that are coming into the team. I thought Harms was was fantastic. Their ability, Peter Mitch well. Hannon came back in, took two critical goals uh, in the last quarter. So the depth that they've now assembled on that list, and, you, and you're right about Pedersen. Pedo's biggest challenge has been consistency over five, six, seven weeks. Over yep. a three-week, four-week period, he's generally been able to sustain a performance. It's, it's notable that Watts hasn't come back into the squad. So it's another week in the, in the twos. It's a, it's a reasonable statement. Well, I think that's not, a, that's not a bad thing, though, because what, what you're able to do with depth is get players into really good form. Oh, I think, Jack, generally, if you go back, you probably... Not want, but you no, probably yeah. need two weeks to get back into some form. I think he had a pretty good game last week, 23 <laughs> and a goal. Another good week this week gets him probably back in for the last round. They need Jack Watts playing really good football to to make an assault on yeah, you know, on the finals. But the the depth that they've assembled now means, I mean, you, you know, you look at the ins coming in. I mean, Ben Kennedy's 
Espo hasn't been a crack at game, I don't think, at all this year. But he's, a, he's, he's played some quality yeah. AFL foot. Jesse Hogan's a star. Billy Stretch started the season really, really well early on. Yeah. And Corey Maynard's the, the, the basketball who's played his first game yeah, the other notice week. The, notice the tips there, can I say, just quickly, yeah, just very quickly. Really. That um, John O and I have gone for the Brisbane Lions. Mm. I think look, Brisbane can roll the Ds. Yeah, well, and, and some reasons. Well, let's go. You can't through. just chuck that oh, up because right. you've been walking with John O around the tan. Oh, who, who's your best midfielder? Too. Convince what? me to pick Brisbane. Best mid, it's best. on my team. No, Melbourne's. Melbourne's best, best. midfielder. Uh, well, there's about 100 oh, give me one. Now. Nathan Jones. All right, we'll, go, Oliver. we'll go Beams. Yeah. I reckon we get what, are we win. playing a game of Snap yeah. or something? Yeah, we are. Yeah, we yeah are. right. Yeah. We'll yeah. Keep, keep going. <laughs> <laughs> Who's your second best? Viney? We'll go Zorka. Viney's out anyway. All right. So, so we've won that one. We're, yeah. we're, we're in front of him. Yeah, yeah, we are. And I think we're... Yeah, so they're... No, their yeah. first stringers are yeah. good and they're well equipped at either ends. Now, they're... If you keep going with this conversation... Brisbane could win the Premiership this year. <laughs> oh, actually, I reckon I they did. could. You better get, get the odds on that. <laughs> you did say they were two years away from the flag today. <laughs> I did not <laughs> say that. Man. I said uh, finals. Yeah, finals. But we finals. have to give Brisbane credit. I mean, Dane Beams, we know he's a star. But when, yep. what I love was when a player leaves a club to go to a lesser club and elevates his... I mean, you saw that with Gary Ablett Jr. going to the Gold Coast mm. in the early days. Yep. Beams is the same. When he's played... In a, it's it's different playing well in a really good team to playing well in a yeah you know, a team that's that's developing. His leadership, Dane Zorko, in my opinion, all all Australian yeah. has to be. So their top end has been. Rockcliffe's had a terrific season as well. And Beams has pretty much played hurt since he's yeah. been in Brisbane. So he's done. A and so Rockcliffe's been pretty yeah. wounded. Yeah, too, he's had he? a shoulder. Yeah, I still reckon Beams is the cleanest player yeah. in hands below knees in the comp. Yeah. He's incredibly Efficient. good at that. Yep. One bloke who ain't all that clean. Yes, he is. Nathan <laughs> Brown. Come on, mate. Sports bet. He is clean. He was a sharp. very clean player. Very sharp, very bronze, strong very tanned. Strong in the yeah. air. Yeah. Very good yeah. looking. Yeah. Very, very groomed. He was a right over here. Yeah, one on one. Yeah. Competitive yeah. beast. Yeah. Was he? Yeah. Let's not get too silly. Let's not get too silly. Anyway, Adelaide, what Sydney. Probably about the best, biggest game. Of the, yep. the punters have come for Sydney. Double the money and double the bets early on Sydney. About a bet of $20,000 on Sydney at $2.25, so the money. Definitely for Sydney. Buddy and bets, we've got a mega bet around them. Uh, you can combine them both for the first goal. Five bucks, you can have either. No. Five bucks for Buddy and bets. They kick it more than any other player on their side. Can Collingwood... you take a Cronella? Uh, no, I'll, I'll work on that over the weekend <laughs> for you. Uh, Collingwood Geelong, obviously you spoke about uh, Collingwood on the last three, all at the MCG. They shut down Dangerfield and Selwood last time. They only had 14 kicks between them, so one of them's not there. So money has come for Collingwood, but most of the money on the Cats. And GWS, Josh Kennedy has kicked four of the last six goals for West Coast against GWS. So first goal scorer special. Look, the line on that one is 29 and a half, so punters are thinking that GWS will do a number. Now, the mega bet. I've got a mega bet around Toby Green. I'm going to ask you a question. <laughs> What's Luke Dalhouse and Raiden Tellis got in common? Hey. <laughs> they, they both caught the kick in the head. Now, Toby Green this weekend, 15 or more kicks, six bucks. Yeah. He only has to kick the Sharon this yeah. week. What are Phil Davis and Nathan Brown both having in common? <laughs> yeah, good comeback. And uh, the common Middle market. Kennedy's up to 60. Uh, Danaher 59, 56. Kennedy is into a dollar 85. Three five, weeks ago, five games he missed. You could have got nine bucks. Nine five bucks. games five he's games. missed. So, mm. but he plays Jedwes in Adelaide. Danaher plays. G, uh, I was surprised I didn't get caught one on the side of the face when I was looking hard. <laughs> We're back. We've got to go to a break Gamble first. Then you're going to wear one. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go to a break. Well done, buddy boy. Well, cheers. <laughs>
Oh, 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 he's dropped the keys on the table. Oh, hang on. BMW. He was... He only rolls with the big dogs. Hey, that's why he's here. You've got 20 seconds with him. At this stage. What does that mean when people ask you about how you're going to be at Collingwood next year? Well, given the... The amount of times I was asked between the city and the Melbourne kids, all I can answer <laughs> the question. But you've never said at this stage. Why? Well, I'll, I'll say it until yesterday when you well, said. I don't actually, at I don't this actually critique stage. myself as to what I, I said. Do. I just I answer do. the question. <laughs> Ask him the Looking hard at your body language up. right now. Will, <laughs> can you, you got one more at him. Can then we got to move Can you categorically tell us? And if you can't, it's okay. You can say no comment. Will you be at Collingwood in some capacity no. next year? Definitely. Definitely not. Hand on heart. <laughs> Pinky. <laughs> Pinky. I've got to go and get some. Yeah, off you go, Robo. You've got to go yeah. change your headline. <laughs> Thanks, mate. He's still, he's still shouting oh, up, mate, in the office. Uh, Bulldogs take on Port Adelaide. Jono, straighten us up here and do the changes. Yeah, please, mate. okay. Port Adelaide, Pal Pepper back into the uh, side. Bonner and Marshall in. For his first game, Pittard out, which they'll lose. Uh, these run Archie and, and Impey with that aggression around omitted. Morris and Johannesson back for the Bulldogs. So Ooh, defensively, they yeah, get their good. little bit of structure mm. back. Mitch Wallace has been omitted, which was a little bit of a surprise to see. And then Redpath is out suspended for A couple <laughs> of big weeks. calls in this match, oh, isn't yeah. there? I mean, Wallace is a very good player. When he came back yeah, in, he, he was, he was down good. Geelong, I think, his first game and was really good first up. And also, Jarman Impey has been a fixture for yeah, 12, 18 months now mm. and very difficult mm. to unseat. So they're making some hard calls, both these two teams. We have a look at uh, uh, the Robbie Gray um, goal that we saw on the weekend. I think it was you who wanted to pull this one up, wasn't it, Rizzi? Yeah, I mean, look, this is the talent. We're going to go into this in a little bit in a minute. The setup. The, the, the well. setup here and the talent level. You get the yeah, Maynard, you've got Robbie Gray there. I think it's Blair on, is that Ebert, the block? And that's probably the, the young Ruckman in Mason Cox. Don't, not giving, um, take away the run of, of Ryder, but we saw it the other week against uh, the Saints. But just the finish too. So the ability for Ryder and Robbie Gray to impact the scoreboard at key times, saw it against the kill. That was a really critical time. Mm. Collingwood were coming a little bit at, at that stage. Mm. But I guess it begs the discussion because... We've all, oh, correct me if I'm wrong, we've all put, picked the Bulldogs. Yep, yep. And, and I suppose the, the, the question is why, on the back of, if you go through the, the, the talent of Port Power, Brad E, and I've just picked out a few, Brad Ebert, Ollie Wines, Chad Wingard, Travis Boak, Paddy Ryder, Robbie Gay, Charlie, why are we picking the Bulldogs? And I think to go with that, about a month ago, you, I think you posed the question, can Port Adelaide really challenge for the yep. play? And I think that we all went, yeah, yep. they can. Yep. The talent's there. I think we get Except frustrated by the consistency. We still see that the power do not knock over top teams. Now, they're not in the top team bracket at the moment, the Doggies. They are the reigning premiers. So you feel like at some stage, for even portions of a game, they can still turn it on and at home. That's why I've gone for it, because Port Adelaide are still yet to prove they can knock over yeah. a top team. So it's the trust factor, Derm, isn't it? Yeah, correct. Mean, trust factor. Absolutely. Sydney zero and six people were still saying they could make the, the eight. Mm. Yeah. Port, even when I, I think I made the, the comment around them, their ability to win the premiership, people said, oh, they're never going to win the premiership. So the trust factor is so different. Mm. And that's, 
I mean, it's frustrating, I guess, if you're a Port supporter, the point is. I mean, in their wins, are plus 15 contested possession, plus four th clearances, plus 18 inside 50s. It's a dramatic turnaround in their losses. And for a big, thick, solid midfield to lose contested possession by minus 15, clearances by minus three, inside 50s, 7.4. And the brand, which was really solid week one to 17, time in forward half, which is a great benchmark now of your ability to live in your forward half. They were one, <laughs> clearances they were one. They've dropped to 18th. 18th. Yeah, it's huge. It's in the last month. That's, it really is. That's, that's, that's just not a week. That's a no, month of yeah, 40. Month. That's extraordinary to have that sort of drop. So it comes down then for me when you when you look at this, and I think both sides are, are reasonably evenly evenly matched. It's it's who's going to embrace these conditions that, yeah. that they're going to come up against because it's going to be five degrees with the wind chill factor. There could be snow uh, not too far not too <laughs> yeah, far yeah. away, and that's <laughs> and that's it. That, that is that is serious when you when you look at you turn up to the ground you go. What are we going on? What are we here for? You know, we're in Ballarat. It's freezing. We could be at Etihad Stadium under under a roof. So there's yeah. that mental challenge there. Or it's Port Adelaide coming there going, you know, well, Ballarat, you know, we're, we're here. So it's it's the embracement of those yeah. conditions which will have a huge say in the contested ball aspect yeah. of things. Your mindset to want to compete when it's cold, whether you're going to put your body on the line to smother or whether you're going to come back like this because you don't want to, you know, tickle the fingers and, and all Massive those sort of game. things. It's huge. Because Bulldogs lose... They're done, aren't they, really? If you yeah, yeah, they, yeah, if they, they don't well. win this, that's they it. They lose. And Port, if they really want to answer some questions, mm. they, well, they win two, at Ballarat, they answer a few questions. They've got questions about themselves. You look at the yeah, blokes they've dropped. They've dropped three, but two of yeah. them, as we've said, are Impey and Pittard. Yeah. And Pittard's been in that team for five years unchanged. He's a trusted player in their team, and they've dumped him. Dropped him now. Mm. Well, I don't know. It smells of something there that they're not all that content with. Carlton take on Hawthorne. The Blues have made one change. Kieran Byrne comes in. Armfield goes out. He'll be retiring at the end of the season. Congratulations to him for what he's got out of his career. The Hawks have made two changes. Piopolo comes in at the expense of Miles and... Jager O'Meara yep. comes in for Connor Glass. Connor Glass has been pretty good as well. I suppose when we look forward to Hawthorne's team now, we know Gibson has announced his retirement and especially Hodge has yep. announced his retirement. We've got to look at... They're such a good team down back and they have been for ages. Birchall will come back in. Stratton will come back Frawley. in. Frawley will come back in. But who's going to be the vocal mm. organiser of that group? That, that was the difference. I saw both... Hawthorne's last two games live. Richmond down back, they were a rabble without... And it's, and it's, unexpected. it's not a criticism. They've got yeah. young defenders, and they were a rabble against Richmond. The bring first half, Hodgie, yeah. 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 Bring Hodgie back in. They're different opposition in the Kangaroos, admittedly. But their organisation skills, their ability to cover the ball going over the back... Hodgie spent the whole day... He was probably best on ground, second yeah. best on ground. But his ability just to organise... So I reckon it's a valid question, the way they set up particularly out of their back half. Will it be Burgoyne? Who, who's the... I see Burgoyne. I mean, there's been the last couple of years questions whether Burgoyne will go on. I think he's got a couple of years playing that role. Yep. I mean, if you if St Kilda... He's played forward a lot this year. Yeah, yeah but I can see year. him slot into that, that role and playing that sweeper because he distributes the So he the was balls a forward who went into so the midfield, well. then came to Hawthorne was a midfielder who went back... Well, he's and then came to back to the midfield and has gone forward this well, year. Now you reckon he's going to go back? Go again? back. Realistically, over the last three years, if in trouble, he's the utility. Just smack the glass and throw him in. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if St Kilda had uh, had a Hodge or a McVeigh or even a Burgoyne for that matter yeah. in the first quarter against Melbourne at the MCG, yep. they get organised. They they sort of 
don't get the stage yeah, fright. Yeah, yeah. They got. I think Burgoy can go back there because he, he can play a very, very important uh, leadership role back there. Now, I, I saw the Blues last week, and if I was a Carlton supporter, and I know it's not just trite rubbish, but they've got some serious young talent players that I reckon bona fide make the required progress, they're going to be legitimate A-graders. Until that happens, they need blokes like Levi Casbolt to still stand up, take the heat. I still reckon he is, if what you're talking about is a, uh, a power forward, he still takes the best marks yep. in the comp as a power forward. I think when you're talking about a team in this situation, and Brisbane's a similar sort of situation, you're redeveloping, you're thinking about how can we set our list and our team for a premiership tilt. He's one of the more important players on that list because they've got tall, skinny, underdeveloped forwards that are exciting. They need a big bull like that to be catching in the forward half and allow these guys to develop without getting crushed by the number one defender. Well, you look at Charlie Curnow's development yeah. throughout the season. That's largely for Levi Casbolt because yeah. Charlie gets the second or third defender. Oh, I think it's... And you go back to the Collingwood scenario with Darcy Moore. What they haven't had is a Levi Casbolt. There's yeah. no doubt... When you're a young kid coming into it, particularly in the forward line, yeah. it's very hard if you get the best defender. You're a skinny kid coming out of the under-18 comp. You're 10, 15 kilos lighter. The bloke's about as heavy, yeah, as tall as you. Very hard to Josh do Josh Shackey. Yeah. Uh, case in point, they didn't have a, that type. And that's where, when he's out of contract, it's hard to value someone like that. Because yeah. he is important mm. for the next couple of years, but he's not an A-grade player. I mean, marking he's an A-grade yeah. marker. Yeah. yeah, that's right. So he's going to be a hard one to value. So it's going to be interesting. Just a quick one on Ruffy too. I think Ruffy's fantastic. Last five or six weeks, I've seen Ruffy play <laughs> live. Fantastic. Great to see him back. He was terrific again on the weekend. He's playing as a big on baller yeah, big who on, drags like his Dustin mismatch. Martin. A bit Dustin yeah. Martin like. It's almost like Goodsy. Remember, you yeah, used to play yeah. him on the wing yeah. and then drag him forward. But he's an he's inside square. Yeah. Dragging forward. He's the one I'd throw to centre half back next year and just become that yep. general for them. Yeah. Lynchy, talk us through St Kilda and North Melbourne with the changes to start, please. Yeah, just the squads at this stage. So in comes uh, into the squad uh, Rewalt, Hickey, uh, Loney and Zebel. Anderson and Mackay come in for uh, North Melbourne, so into those squads. Uh, Jed Anderson's an interesting one. I've uh, been in and out. Um, talent. He's only played four games in the ones this year. Played half a dozen games in the VFL of late, so it'd be interesting to see whether he gets up and going because he's the type of player North need. He's explosive, that's for sure. What about the Saints last week? I mean, you would call it... They weren't all... That blistering by foot. Well, I sort of <laughs> okay. said it before. Their turnovers, their panic, and, and probably the first 10 minutes, Melbourne were a bit panicked as well. Yep. It was like a... This is a classic day at the MCG. It's sunny. It's did afternoon you, footy. Did you say yeah. classic? Did I? Oh, I tried to say classic. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> I probably did. But it was like a... Almost like a finals atmosphere. 55,000 people there. Um, a lot on the line for both these teams. What happened here is particularly the Saints... Panicked, over-possessed the ball, didn't play that final style football. So that's football. not bad play there. But it was but the one to hit the extra. target. And then yeah. they just butchered the ball going forward. 16 times out of their defensive half in the first quarter, they turned the ball over. Yeah. They just gifted the ball back. Yeah. And it wasn't because of great play from Melbourne in that first quarter, but it was just they got so many opportunities. Then they scored. They had some good play themselves um, in the end with some good marking. But they just, on the big stage... I think they got stage fright. I hope, really. yeah, I hope, I hope deep down, then, yeah. I hope deep down, they they want it again, though. Like they're not 
shying away from that next big game. It's not this one against against North Melbourne, but the next one they get, they handle themselves better on the back of what we saw last week early in a, in a competitive contest. We have spoken a bit all year about their lack of finishing, though. Like, yeah. Oregon, they're a really they good They are screaming working. out They are screaming for an out for grader, Billings to get in the midfield or another another A-grade ball user. Let me talk you through this one, though. I, I was watching and I was listening to your call, Lynchy, and the forwards, I mean, kick goals. But when your opposition player, the defender, is running off, mm. you've got to go with him. And they sat back hoping for a rest and then decided, oh, he is going, I better chase. Now, these are the blokes trailing off the back of the blokes they're meant to lock, lock on to. So you look here, so Brucey doesn't quite get it. He had him in his oh. gun sights for ages and a second time had him in his sights and doesn't follow up on it. And the final one we show, this is not a great one, and fair enough when you turn it over in your four line. So there's Pedersen running away from Longer. Spectates for a second, but he's now got a sighter on him. And he goes, Pedersen, and look at that tow rope. I mean, that's stretched out to a 30-metre tow not rope. But he's not even aggressive in his he body language to yeah. try and gallop blokes to yeah, cover me. Cover him. <laughs> yeah, cover, well, that's cover the thing. Him. What you said, he, he was asleep for that first two seconds. Yeah, so and then gave up. It was, it was the gap was yeah. too big, and yeah, and didn't chase. So. And for North Melbourne, I know Prucy had the ruck. They gave him a real good one. but And I know we gave it to Danaher weeks and weeks ago about laughing when he missed a shot, but that was nervous reaction. Big Goldie had four possessions for the game. One till half-time. So if you're getting done, you're six goals behind at half-time. You don't do this at the huddle. You don't start laughing. You've had one possession and you're six down. I reckon that was an awful look. Yeah, it's interesting to see what he was actually doing. Him and Gibson were having a chat and a laugh. Gibson was telling a joke or someone was telling a joke. I'm not sure whether even Tarrant looked in control of that, whether he was saying something... That well, the other boys were engaged. Yeah, and I know they created some. I don't know. There was a few laughing. There's in there. a couple laughing. And I know, I'm the last to say, don't enjoy your footy because yeah. sometimes you play better like that. But clearly, four possessions for the game ain't playing while you're enjoying it. And if you're six down, you've had one yeah, possession he, and a half. Yeah, yeah, I was there live and he dropped a couple that. of marks and just just looks. Geez, he's plummeted, hasn't he? You know, he's, he was oh, yeah. all Australian with two years ago. Yep. Or, you know, he's, he's dropped a long way, which is disappointing because he's, he was such a such a good player. Hopefully, he can get something out of the, the I next suppose couple it's weeks. sort of... The whole I'm team need sort of, to get yeah. something out of the next yeah, couple of weeks, though, from yeah. a North Melbourne point of view. The, yeah. the, the drop-off like there on the yeah, weekend. Exactly. The they got back. They don't want to They don't want to ruin off. things no. and, and lead into a summer then where, yeah, you great. know, they don't know what they're doing. Yeah, he's a great citizen and the likes, and I hope he... He gets back. It just wasn't a great look. Well, we can uh, tune in downstairs and see Robbo for a second time tonight. <laughs> well done, boys. See you next week. <laughs>